Hey ladies and gents, welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry, episode 216. As always, I am your host, Jared White, joined by my co-host, Dominic Orlando. Power to the players, right? <laughs> and uh, we have a guest this week, uh, often contributor to the podcast, friend of the show, uh, Chris Nunes. How's it going, Chris? Doing well. The game stops here. <laughs> the too. game stops here so this week's episode is going to be a little bit different we're not covering any of the the gaming news that's currently going on which boys are plenty um looking through stocks and all of that stuff we're going to be going over our predictions for the coming year 2021 now that we've had a year to kind of figure out how the gaming industry is going to look in a covid riddled world uh we can make some safer um predictions that kind of go along with what we can expect in terms of releases uh normally if you've been a listener of the show for a couple of years now we normally go over the previous year's predictions and then go over those and see how we did and then move into the following year we're not doing that this time around for a couple of reasons one last year's predictions had jordan on jordan obviously is no longer part of the podcast unfortunately and more importantly the second part of that is that COVID happened. So like all of our predictions, I was listening to them. They revolved around E3 and certain things happening and they just didn't seem to be interesting in a post COVID world where, yeah, that didn't happen because of COVID. That didn't happen because, you know what I mean? It just wouldn't be an interesting discussion at the end of the day. So instead of doing that, we're going to kind of go over uh, predictions for 2021 and see how they go. You haven't done one of these with us before, Chris. So I'm interested to see how you fare. Uh, normally, you know, with the most prediction podcasts, you're lucky to get 30% of stuff right. Um, wh- how good do you think you're going to do? I feel like I'm probably going to be as close to E3 as I was <laughs> on this, so <laughs> probably not great. Yeah, so if you are unfamiliar, Chris has joined us for our E3 predictions as well, covering the conferences. So he's a little bit familiar with how we do things here, so we'll see how everything goes. Uh, Dom, you trying to win this year? Of course. I mean, what else are we here for, right? Go yeah. bigger, go home, you know, win. If you're not first or last, all that good, weird phrases, you know. So I'm going to be explaining the rules. We have three categories. We have Metacritic predictions, where we're going to be predicting the Metacritic scores of certain games. We have will it release predictions, kind of guessing will it release or not. And the big 10 predictions, which are 10 questions I came up with. And at the end, we're going to do our three dreams, personally, for each of us. Each category has its own scoring system, and I'll go over that as we get to each category. And then at the end of the year, we'll score it up, we'll see who wins, and that'll be that. The one other thing I want to point out is each category has each of us having an opportunity to use a push, which means that it's a no answer essentially and we get zero points. So you're kind of avoiding the possibility of losing a point, but you're also giving up the opportunity to gain a point. Um, We each have three in total. You can only use one per group and you don't have to use them. So keep that in mind as well. Don't Don't think you have to be forced to use it. First up, we're going to be going over Metacritic predictions. Here's how it's going to work. If you get a perfect, right, and to clarify, we're going to be taking the Metacritic per, uh, score of the game on December 31st, 2021, at that end. So if you nail the score perfectly, you're coming over with five points. It's a pretty big thing to nail it uh, on the dot. You're going to be getting five points, which is pretty huge. If you're within two to three points, uh, you get one point for that prediction. So close, but no cigar. You're going to be coming away with something. Now, if you completely whiff and miss... Uh, you're going to be losing a point. So if it's five or more points, you're off, you lose a point entirely. So you kind of try to have to get close a little bit. Um, and if, you, if you're if you four points, it's kind of like, yeah, you were close enough, but not enough to score points. And that is that. And just to clarify, it's more than five points and not five points. So if you're off by six, then you lose a point. And then obviously you have your push. So first up, this is a game that might not even come out this year. Uh, m- most people think it will, but we'll see. Horizon Zero Dawn. So obviously, uh, or Forbidden West, sorry. Uh, <laughs> confusing. Horizon Zero Dawn currently sits at, I, I believe, an 87 or an 89 on Metacritic. Damn. Uh, wow, that, that's low. Yeah. I was thinking so, it's high. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's interesting to see where this is going to land. I'll shoot first. I'm going to go with my prediction of 86 for this game. I think it scores maybe a little less. And my reasoning for that is I think it'll be expertly crafted, but we have to keep in mind that this game is going to be one of those cross-gen titles for PlayStation. It's coming out on PS4 and PS5, and that's been confirmed. So I think that maybe it takes a little bit of a hit for that, um, but not too much. Gorilla, obviously super talented studio, and I think it is going to be a showpiece for PS5. I just think maybe um, the PS4 version might hold it back from being something truly innovative at the end of the day. 
So we'll see. I guess we'll go with you first on this, Dom. What do you think about Horizon Forbidden West? I think it's better. I think they do something different. I mean, they fix the you know the the small gripes people had from the original, but also introduce um, enough new elements um, to propel it to what I'm gonna say is it ninety. Ninety. Okay, so it's gonna it's gonna exceed the the original. Nice, which is not uncommon for sequels, by the way. Oftentimes, sequels exactly. outperform the originals. Uh, Chris, where do you sit on this? You're closer to me, closer to Dom, somewhere else. Closer to Dom, like I in my head, I, like the first thing that popped up was a ninety-one. Um, I just feel like some of the stuff that they had originally planned that in the first game that they weren't able to do that they saved for the second game, uh, multiplayer stuff that could possibly pop up. Um, yeah, I don't think the PS4 version is going to hurt. It. I think it's because I think it's going to fall so far back into the quarter three or quarter four because I, I just feel like if it comes out, it's going to be a late title anyway. Um, and so I think the PS5, it'll be one of those games that goes head to head with Halo. Yeah. So I'm I'm the low end here. I kind of feel bad. We'll see what ends but, up happening. But you're still high. I mean, 86 is still like, that's a damn good score. Like, yeah. Cumulative, yeah. you know? Yeah. And if, if it scores at least an 89, I get points on it, right? So I'm still in there. If it scores really well, I can still get in right. there. Um, sure. Next up, this is a very interesting one because I think this can score, in my opinion, anywhere between a 70 and an 89. And that's Resident Evil Village. Uh, we recently had the Resident Evil Showcase, showing off the narrative for the game as well as the first like actual gameplay for the title. Um, some interesting concerns from the Resident Evil fandom on this where they're introducing va- vampires and werewolves. It's not really focused on zombies. It takes place in a Transylvanian village and castle in Europe as opposed to somewhere in the United States, which isn't like too far-fetched for Resident Evil considering RE4 was in a weird like village. Um, but Ethan Peters isn't necessarily... I think that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name no. of the protagonist from Resident Evil 7. Is it Ethan? It is Ethan is the Ethan. first name. The last name is something else that I can't remember. But I think you might have been getting confused with, like, Evan Peters, like the actor from American Horror Story. I don't know. Uh, Just throwing that out there. Yeah, or Quicksilver from the MCU. Or no, uh, Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Anyways, uh, this game can you know land anywhere in, in that range in my opinion and i think i'm gonna go with the safe bet here i'm gonna say it scores an 82 so not as high as resident evil 7 but not as as low as possibly all the multiplayer resident evil games that come out so i'm gonna stick with 82 i think it's a safe bet there i doubt i'll hit it on the mark but i think i'm playing in that safe zone where i should be able to secure at least two points one way or another and uh i guess chris we'll go with you on this one first yeah, I think that, that that number's a fairly safe bet. I was thinking somewhere around 85, 86. So I'm going to go with 86. I, I, I feel like it's kind of a middle-of-the-road game. Like, I, like I mean, we saw Hitman get an 88. So, or, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, I feel like this game could at least hit that mark. But I, I'm going to go with 86. Okay. Uh, and just to clarify real quick, the reason I'm going first on all of these is because I wrote out the predictions. So it's only fair that I say my answer first and then you guys get answer as opposed to me hearing you guys and then getting to, you know, fix it. So anyways, Dom, what are you going with? I'll split the difference and say 84. I think I got, you know, similar sentiment where like this should be good. Probably won't, you know, be Horizon Forbidden West good, you know, but uh, I think uh, they've had some good, some success with the last couple of Resident Evil games. Uh, so I think it's not going to be worse than those ones for, for sure. Yeah. It's just going to depend on how action oriented this is versus horror. And if the narrative like jumps off a cliff at some point, you know what I mean? Um, but I assume that most outlets are going to have a resident evil fan or somebody familiar with the franchise or review it. And considering the torture they went through with, you know, five and six, I think they're going to be a little bit softer on this game since it doesn't fully veer into that action route. Uh, but we'll see next up. Halo Infinite. Um, obviously, some questions whether or not this game's coming out in 2021. Um, I'm riding a little high on this one because I think it needs to score high for Microsoft, for 343, and for the Halo franchise in general. And as much as Halo 5 was maligned, it's still reviewed decently well. Like Halo games rarely ever review bad or poorly. They're usually good to great at the very least. And I think the extra polish on this game is going to help it out. Um, I will preface by saying I wouldn't be surprised if this game scores in the low 80s, but I'm being very optimistic, and I'm going to go with an 89. I think it's going to land pretty highly. And I honestly, I think it could be one of those games where it starts off with a lot of 9s, and then by year's end, it kind of whittles down to an 89. I think maybe when it first releases, it could pop in the low 90s, 
but as with most games that kind of settle down to a lower score, maybe three or four points lower than their initial boom. So I'm going to go with 89. Uh, Dom, what do you think? Yeah, this is an interesting one, right? Uh, I, I'm also hopeful. Like, I think it'll be great, and I think I'm going to love it. Um, I could see, I don't know, there, there could be issues with it, but I, but like you said, I just don't see it being any less than good. So I'm going to say 86. Okay. Pretty good, pretty good. Chris, are you looking like you're uh, you're going to give yeah, a low answer here? <laughs> yeah, no, because 89 was the score that I had in my head. So oh, okay. Because like, I because I, I thought it was like a high B, like you know what I mean. Like yeah, I just yeah. Think of it in like grades terms. So I'm gonna go with a 90, and I'm just gonna kind of notch up one ahead. But honestly, I it, I can easily see this being an 82. Like you know what I mean. So like yeah. I, I feel like it could go either way. The sentiment right now is people just have such hatred <laughs> for this for that demo that like I, I'm hoping that it's all squashed with just like that first yeah. preview they show again. The internet I mean, has been I think, particularly cruel to to Xbox and, and Halo, it seems, as of late. Yep. In a post-Cyberpunk world, though, I think the delay, right, could definitely help it because not only did the studio learn from that, but I think gamers in general are going to be like, oh, we were kind of duped by Cyberpunk and we rode Halo for it having this bad demo, but at least they delayed the game to try to make it better, right? So I think in a, mm-hmm. in a post-Cyberpunk world, it could help that game in a lot of ways. We'll see especially with the internet mob. Uh, Next up, so this is the prediction I am worried that I'm going to get the most incorrect uh, because I think I'm going wildly low on what this game could potentially be. The next game we're going to be talking about is Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Um, This is has a chance to be the first showpiece title for the PlayStation 5. Um, Obviously, Demon's Souls is fantastic, but this is Insomniac's first fully-fledged a uh, full scoped game. Miles Morales was incredible. Obviously, a smaller project for them. And uh, Ratchet and Clank has been away for a little bit, and people are wanting to get their hands on it. We had the remake uh, in what 2016, I want to say, the one that came along with the animated film. Um, and people liked that, but it wasn't new Ratchet. And I think people are really buying at the chomp for new Ratchet. And Insomniac so talented. I'm going to go with an 88. I'm worried that this game is going to score like a 92, and I'm going to be way off. What? Uh, Shit, for real? Yeah. I I actually thought that was high. Yeah. You think it's high? Okay. Maybe I'm just... You said low. I thought you were going to say like 70. For me, and I could totally be wrong, but for me, I I guess I have so much faith in Insomniac in their recent releases, and maybe I'm betting too much on them revitalizing the formula for Ratchet & Clank. Um, and I do like the addition of the new character at the end. Maybe that can change up the dynamic of the narrative. But, yeah, maybe. And I think you guys are – I'm second-guessing. I'm going to stick with 88 because I already called it out. But, yeah, maybe I'm just too high on Insomniac in general. Um, and I'm kind of putting that Spider-Man love and care into the same basket as Ratchet. And you guys can tell me I'm wrong. So, I guess, Dom, you'll be first. Or, actually, you went the first last time. So, I guess, Chris, you'll tell me how much uh, I am wrong on this one. I mean, not that I'm, I'm not that much farther down, but like <laughs> I'm, I, you know what? I feel like this game, it, not not that against Insomniac because they they make fantastic games, but I feel like it's like the one trick pony. This whole like warping worlds thing is going to be yeah. the same thing as the the medium with like the dual screen. Um, and I feel like maybe that's going to be its only selling point. So I'm going to go with an 83. I I just don't feel like Ratchet and Clank is going to score that high. I, I think people are going to be come into it with high hopes and are going to be disappointed. Yeah, that's true. The betting on that one mechanic to be the next-gen saving grace, and then if that doesn't fully work, right, if there's some issues with it, it could totally tank the overall experience of the game. I totally see that. Uh, Dom? Yeah, I'm in a similar area as Chris where, like, I'm sure this game will be good to great, yeah, I don't know, somewhere in that range. Um, I think it... This is the type of, like, action platformer, you know, like, cartoonish um, game that, you know, I expect will be polished really well. Um, you know, and I don't expect a lot of bugs, especially as we know it's PS5 only, right? There's no, unlike Horizon, that's going to have a last-gen version. Like, I think this game should be really tight and, and polished, but I, I don't know that, like, that mechanic of, you know, sw- switching between worlds really quick is enough to, like, carry it into into the 90 range, personally. So I'm going to say 85. So... Uh, you know, my initial statement was I think this is the one I could be most wildly wrong on, and maybe it's the opposite of what I thought. Maybe I'm way too high instead of way too low. I wound up seeing there. Um, it's it's like you pointed out with the medium, Chris. These games that shoot for something next gen, it's a big gamble, and 
it, it, it's just going to depend on how that pans out in the end. Um, next up, I don't have a lot to say about this. Far Cry 6. My assumption is this game is going to be like the last couple of Far Cries in that the villains interesting, uh, the gameplay is repetitive, and at the end of the day, people forget this game came out. Uh, which is a bummer because Giancarlo Esposito is a fantastic actor, and I'm excited to see how he plays in this game as the main villain, this dictator. But I really don't think this game is going to review very well, so I'm going to go with the 77. Which, let's preface, 70 is a good score for a video game, you know what I mean? It's an average yeah. game, yeah. so, yeah. We're, guess, we're doing that, um, you know, we're kind of doing that, like, IGN thing where, like, you know, they only review the, the games that are going to get higher scores. So, like, we're exactly. only talking No point about, for us saying, is it going to get a 40 or 50 for some random title, right. you know? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I, I have a similar vibe as you, Jared. I think it'll, like, mechanically it'll be good and there'll be some good qualities to it. But I feel like um, some of the major outlets might ding at a point for, like, uh, weird hispanic stereotype kind of things right um so oh, i didn't stuff think like, about that yeah like problematic yeah, we, stuff yeah. yeah 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 we talked about that a little bit earlier on with, with cyberpunk before it came out of like some of the characters are like kind of cringy in the way that they're uh voiced and things like that and uh we've already seen like that that little dog thing in far cry 6 looks hilarious and cute but i don't know some people are like that's weird um and send some other things about um well, Giancarlo Esposito isn't actually <clears throat> like Hispanic, you know, he's like Italian or something. I mean, not that I would have ever known, but um, I, I, and then you look back at Far Cry 5, which also had a, some similar complaints um, coming from a different direction, but like, oh, it looks like it was really well poised to make some commentary on, on certain things going on in our country and it, and it just didn't. And, and that felt like, not just like a missed opportunity, but more like a, how can you talk about this, but not say more? You know, at that point, it seemed like it was worthy of a, of a, you know, a ding on a review. And so I think that there's potential for that here. So I'm going to go 75. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Chris? I'm stoked for the game, though. I, I'm me too. Well, first of all, I'm just stoked for any game currently. Like, I'm right. like in, I'm drowning in, like, games that I, I just want to play something new gen. Um, the Far Cry's have generally been uh, a pretty steady B. Uh, just over the last like three, so I think I'm gonna go with an 82. Um, and just I mean it's not gonna be like a great game, but it's gonna be a Far Cry game, and their main series games tend to get higher scores. It's always their off games that off brand season that tends to not. So I, I'm gonna go with an 82. I think Giancarlo's enough to get Star Wars fans and people who are you know if they see him on the cover may just purchase the game based upon that and go from there. Oh, it's gonna sell that's for sure with him on the cover. Yeah, well, Far Cry and always also the, sells. Also, the potential connection to four is a big deal. So, if it brings anything from Far Cry four four over, that's a huge deal. Um, it, the thing too with Far Cry is they seem to get dinged the most for the open world formula. Like people joke about it with Assassin's Creed, but Far Cry is the one that tends to get nit, nitpicked the most. So that's why I'm kind of a little bit more down on it. But I, with you guys, I'm excited. Like I like Giancarlo, and I hope the game's good because I want to play it. But um, it's, I, I don't know, I'm just not super confident in it, we'll see. Uh, next up, W Montreal is going to be releasing the first Batman game in five years, and it's not going to have Batman in it, well, he's playable anyways, and it's Gotham Knights. This is an interesting title, they've kind of reconfirmed that this game's coming out this year, after worries, uh, following the delay of Hogwarts, Hogwarts? Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> Whoa, uh, I was trying to say Harry Potter and Hogwarts in the same breath. Uh... Spoiler alert, this is my first push. Not answering this. Uh, I'm just not confident in whether this game's going to be good or bad. The problem with it is WB recently made the statement that their games moving forward are going to have an emphasis on live service elements, which uh, all of us know could not fare well when it comes to critical review of this game. And I just think the setup for this game in terms of you can play it single player, but you can play it two player co-op, you don't have to. That stuff always doesn't really review well when it's like a pseudo single player title and i'm just not comfortable hedging my bets either way on this so i'm just i'm pushing on this one no answer i guess chris you're up first gosh i want to push so bad on this one too uh <laughs> it, it's, well because like this is the first entry of like a new a new a new entry like everything else that we've talked about so far is either a sequel or building upon like a studio that's already got like you know something that they're building upon the ratchet and clank i mean it's not yet so 
Ah, uh, uh, this game feels like a big fat like seventy seven kind of like in the vein <laughs> of like the Avengers, like it grandiose in, in thought process, and then when you push out the game, it's not that great. So you know what? I'm not gonna push. I'm gonna stick with a seventy seven, and I think that that's where it, it lands as a pretty high C, just based upon the fact. Okay, dumb. I think it's been a long time, Jared. Like you said, five years since we've had uh, an Arkham game. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have the same concerns about the, the co-op aspect of it. That, that sort of stuff doesn't tend to review well. But I just think it's been a long time. And as long as the core gameplay is, is tight and that combat feels good, you, you're getting to play as four cool characters that like a lot of people have been asking for for a while uh, in these games. So I, I'm going to say 80. 80, okay. Uh, just to clarify, I know both of you still have your push left. There's four games left on the list, so keep that in mind if you want to use your push. Uh, next up, uh, you know, Huber from Easy Allies loves the saying swimming in sevens. I think this game critically is going to be easily a seven, but I think with fans, it's going to be so beloved. Internet's going to get taken over with fan art and screenshot posts. Uh, Reddit's going to be full of stuff too because people have waited 20 years for this game and that's the sequel to Pokemon Snap and that's a new Pokemon Snap um, I'm going to say straight up I think I'm going to go with 75 for the score I don't think this game's going to review very well I think it's going to be way shorter than people want it to be I think it's going to have enough content to satiate people who are nostalgic for the original but I think people who hear about the nostalgia for the original or jumping in for the first time will likely be disappointed um like with most Pokemon games, if I'm being honest. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't wait for this game to release. And honestly, 75 might be a bit too high. I could totally see it scoring like a 70 or maybe in the high 60s. Um, just because I understand what that game is. Um, so I'm going to go with the 75 on this one. I think, Dom, you're up first. Yeah, 72. I think this is going to be like, it's going to get a couple of reviews that are like, what is this game doing? Yeah. Um, but I think you're right that it's going to be Maybe not to the extent, but similar to Pokemon Go, where, like, if you were to review Pokemon Go, you might be like, this is ass, right? But uh, as a game. But, man, did that take over the world. Uh, so I think you're right. I think uh, Pokemon Snap will be pretty popular. It's going to sell very well, too. It's going to sell very, very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris? This is the game I'm going to push on, only because okay. I have no frame of reference. Like, I've never played a Pokemon game outside of Go, and so, like, I, I just don't have a feel for it. So I'm going to push on this one. Safe call. Yeah, normally it's you know you can push on things that you're like, oh, is it gonna score super high, super low? Not knowing about something is a perfect time to push too. It's just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not even gonna try. Uh next up, this is a game that I know Dom's particularly looking forward to. Uh recently got delayed, and that's a death loop from Arcane. Um PS5 mm-hmm. exclusive at launch, which is so weird considering, you know, Microsoft acquiring Bethesda and everything. Uh yeah, this game's tough. Honestly, this was the one of the games I was thinking of pushing between this and Gotham Knights. And we talked about this during our draft for Fantasy Critics. Of this game could land anywhere. It could be really good. It could be really bad. Who knows? I'm going to stick in the middle, and I'm going to go with an 81. I think it's safe enough because if it hits like an 83, I can get points. If it hits like a 78, I can get points. And I could totally see it getting either of those. So I figured I'd play it safe and go with an 81. How do you feel about Deathloop, Chris? Uh, Deathloop's, I'm hyped, dude. I can't wait for Deathloop. Like, I'm actually really excited about that game. I have a feeling it's going to land a little bit higher. Uh, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, 84. 84? Okay. Yep. My, my one worry with it is just the asymmetric multiplayer part, which hasn't really be, been explained fully. And I sure. think if it was explained in a, in a, a great way through via like a gameplay extended trailer or something i think it'd win people over i'm just kind of reluctant of like why haven't you guys fully gone in on this and maybe that's part of the delay right of them trying to figure that out entirely but who knows uh chris has an 84 what do you have dom for a game you're excited about i'm pushing pushing okay (laughs) is this like a push with the heart or the head like (laughs) where is this coming from with the head i mean i'm super excited for this like you said um but I'm also like, hmm, I, I could see it coming and like not being great. But yeah. We'll see. So that's all three of our pushes using the Metacritic round. Uh, just to recap, I used it on Gotham Knights. Chris used it on Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap, and Dom used it on Deathloop. Next up, we don't even have a title or a theme for this game, but we know it's coming out. And I thought this was a fun one to throw in since we don't really know a whole lot about it. That's Call of Duty 2021. 
We know a new entry is coming out this year. We know they score relatively well. Obviously, they can score higher depending on what franchise it is. The whole rotation of the studios is thrown off because of what happened last year with Black Ops Cold War. And this was one that could easily be pushed, too, because, like, we don't know what it is. Uh, but I'm going to go with 83. Not much reason there. It just seems right for a Call of Duty title. Uh, it could be a little bit higher than that, lower than that, but 83 sounds right for Call of Duty. Uh, Dom, what do you think? 80. 80? Okay. Not much else there. Uh, and Chris? Yeah, I was going to say 80, so I'm going to go with a 79. Okay. Uh, and lastly, this is another super vague one. And uh, honestly, the way I'm going to work this one is because it's so vague is that there's no possible way to get negative points on this. Uh, so this one avoids the more than five points rule just because it's so vague. Ubisoft Fall Title is what I wrote down because we currently don't know what that is. There's rumors that there is no Assassin's Creed game this year. Uh, we don't know what exactly could be happening this fall with Ubisoft, but it seems like they always have something coming out. Um, so for me, I'm going to go with an 84. Uh, I think that's safe enough. Like I said, we're not getting negative points at all. So the only thing you're trying to do is get within two to two to three points on this one. And I'm going to go with 84 because I think that's safest. Uh, Chris, uh, we don't know what the Ubisoft fall title is, but what do you think the score will be? I am so bummed. Well, first of all, my Ubisoft shill. I love all Ubisoft games. Uh, so like, th- Let like me clarify real quick. It'll be the highest Ubisoft, highest scored Ubisoft game in the fall because sometimes they have like two games, right? So we'll sure. go with the highest one, whatever that is. Um, yeah, that seems pretty... You, you said 84, right? Yeah. Uh, alright. I'll go with an 86. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a it's an interesting one. I thought it would be fun because we really don't know what it is. Could be Assassin's Creed, could be something else. Who knows? Could be the uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that fall DLC. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, like, Mario plus Rabbids 2 would count as a Ubisoft title if that came out in the fall as well. And that scored really well the first time around, too. So, uh, Don, what are you thinking? We know it's, we know it's not <clears throat> another Far Cry. We know it's not the Star Watch Wars Dogs. game they're working on. We, yeah, we know it's almost certainly not Watch Dogs. It's not you know Immortals Rising Two. Or, literally, I have no idea what's left other than <clears throat> yeah, Rabbids Two or I don't know, man. Seventy-eight. <laughs> Remember, it could be a Tom Clancy title too. Yeah, uh, seventy-eight. 78 okay real low <laughs> we'll see what happens hey maybe it's like child light 2 or something a man can dream maybe they'll bring back ubr you never know next up so we're done with metacritic predictions going to be going over will it release predictions these are simple we should get through these relatively fast there's only five games well four games and something that's not really a game uh and we're going to go over it so first up we got god of war ragnarok I am of the belief that there's 0% chance that this game comes out. Kind of with Chris on this one, that Horizon Forbidden West gets pushed, and therefore God of War gets pushed as well. I don't know why they ever thought this game was a 21, 2021 title. Recently, even Corey Barlog tweeted that he was having like writer's block. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of 100% sure that this game isn't coming out. Uh, I guess we'll start with you, Chris. God of War Ragnarok, is it coming in 2021? Absolutely not. Like 110% not. Is Corey even working on this? Is he working on that game? Uh, I actually don't know. Is is he? Don't. Well, I guess. I, don't, I think he stepped away from that game and maybe working on something completely separate um, uh, with hmm. their new studio. But in any case, absolutely not. Like, because I, I think Forbidden West is a, definitely a fall title, and I think this game they give this game some space just because one to give it more time, and two, it's like you can't put two of them out back to back because something's going to go wrong with one of them and they don't they just don't do that with their with their first party studios so no yeah dom what do you think yeah they there was some a, a quote that that he had um and maybe that documentary or something but that they had they were making the first game and then eventually had to stop because they realized oh like we've we've already started writing the sequel right and so they chose to end it at, at the point that they did from the first game so like he he at least up to some extent was working on the on this sequel um and i and it was already written to some extent too i don't know who knows man um it's just when you look at every sony first party game that gets pretty substantial delays on pretty much every single time especially the bigger ones um you know if at least like a few months and and it's usually it's like multiple delays too right yeah you get at least one if not two delays um and and i know like yeah this year ghost of tsushima and last of us like there was covid as well that impacted it but 
that even in prior years that was still a pretty solid safe bet of a, a sony game getting delayed so i think it gets a date you know it's they're gonna at some point say like september or november and then it's then later on they're gonna do another state of play that says eh, maybe march in the following year right <laughs> so i'm gonna say it does not come out yeah uh next up bayonetta 3 on this one too totally a no we haven't seen anything about this game platinum's often working on like six different games at the same time uh and honestly i think if they're pushing for this game to come out this year we would know more about it by this point uh so yeah i'm, I'm saying no i guess dom you're first on this one bayonetta 3 is it coming out i'm gonna say yes um just because looking at nintendo and the the 2020 they had which was still great very successful but as far as like volume of you know big releases it was kind of small uh and so, they got to have something big coming out soon right? within a year so <laughs> yeah and i don't think it's uh, breath of the wild too so i think maybe this is it at least one of them all righty uh chris how do you feel about bayonetta 3 coming out the nintendo switch exclusive yeah, I don't think Bayonetta 3 is coming out this year. Like, I, I actually think Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out this year. Like, I think that that's going to be their... I think that that's their, fall, the other. That, that's their big fall game. And especially in the year of Zelda having an anniversary, like, I feel like that, that they're going to make that push. And Bayonetta would be a great, like, spring to summer type game for next year for them. Yeah, and especially with what we saw in 2020 of Nintendo kind of releasing only a couple of major titles. Maybe they could release Bayonetta 3 this year, but in terms of planning out the schedule, it makes more sense for them to push it to next year. I could totally see that too. Uh, Next up, this isn't a game, but I wanted to include this. Uh, Cuphead DLC, The Delicious Last Course. Uh, Obviously, this was intended for last year. Um, I'm just going to come straight out and say I'm going to push. It's more of a a push with the heart (laughs) because I don't want to bet on it coming out and it doesn't. And I don't want to say it doesn't come out and then it does. So just to save myself, I'm going to push on this one and say I have no idea and I'm not going to try to guess which way it is. So, Chris, what do you think? Uh, I think that they do come out with it this year, but I think it's going to be like really far in, like almost like November-ish. Because, I mean, they they took forever with Cuphead. I mean, they just kept, they waited and waited and waited. So, like, I say yes, but it's going to be late. Man, that fall, if they hit Halo Infinite and then the Cuphead DLC at the same time, or around there, yeah. would be a really nice combo for Xbox. Uh, Dom, what do you think? I think it comes out this year. Let's do it. September. Book it. Damn. Okay, getting, getting specific. All only, right. Only on, like, Xbox and PC. Yeah, That's and then, right. like, Switch next year or something. Yeah, I can yeah. really see that. Man, if this comes out around my birthday, September 21st, ooh, baby, what a birthday. Uh, next up... Elden Ring. <laughs> Couldn't do a podcast for 2021 without talking about Elden Ring. Uh, it looked like we could shoot to you real quick, Chris. Is this your push? Oh, I'm pushing. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to put my finger on this. Forget it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dom, what are, you, what are you doing? We can both push, right? Is that, is that allowed? Yeah, you're, you can both push on the same one. Just remember you have one yeah. push for the entire category. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Okay, well, boys, I came up to the poker table, and I'm all in. I'm saying yes. This game is coming out. I'm putting my heart and soul behind this one. I am of the belief that there's rumors stating that they want to have a close re-reveal to release. That kind of makes sense for From Software. Is that 2021? I'm hoping. Um, but I do think when we see this game again, it'll come out within three months of that. I do think they want to kind of hit a really quick marketing back-to-back window. Um, maybe even up to five months, but I do think it comes out within the same calendar year of it re-revealing, and I think that's this year. So I'm saying yes. We'll see what happens. Dom, you and I have to hold him to this. Come E3. He ha- they have to talk about it by E3, otherwise this game isn't coming. <laughs> well, no, technically Jul- Jul- wait, July, to Ju- July to August, August, September, September, October, October, November, November, December. Technically, but it wouldn't come out in December. There's no chance. No, right? they'd, so. they'd, have some type of, they'd, they'd have some conversation about it by E3, I would imagine. Yeah, and I think the most likely is we see it at Microsoft stage again, right? Because that's where it was initially revealed. So we'll see if it ends up popping up. And lastly, new Assassin's Creed. Now, this one's interesting, and I want to preface this by letting you guys know there are reports out there right now that the plan, UB, that, and this is all unconfirmed or unsubstantiated, that Ubisoft wants this year to be a heavy DLC year for Valhalla, and they're not even planning on pushing a new Assassin's Creed this year, which could totally be the case because they did that with Origins, and then we waited a year, and then we got Odyssey, right? Uh, so it's... 
it's a tough one to call for me. I'm going no. I don't think we see a new Assassin's Creed. I think there's a lot to those rumors, and I think it totally makes sense with the direction they've headed with Assassin's Creed. So I'm hedging my bets and saying no. I kind of lost track of who goes next because we had the Chris push right away. I think we'll just go with you again, Chris. Uh, what do you think about a new Assassin's Creed? I think so. 125 hours of Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Lord. it. Yeah, like I literally have like almost everything included. Um, no, uh, it's not coming out this year. They don't even have the spring DLC. They, they haven't even announced when the spring DLC is coming. Or like when the, when the first part of the DLC is coming. So like I can't imagine. I'm assuming that we're going to hear something probably tail in the next month. Because they've got to start pushing it out soon. So I just don't think they're going to do that. I think that they're going to do the, the two-part DLC, the beginning like they did, and then the end uh, when they did with Odyssey, and then they'll wait till there. Yeah, makes sense. Dom? Yeah. Um, this is like death and taxes, so it's it's just the certainty that it's not going to happen this year. <laughs> um, death and taxes. Taxes will happen this year. Death hope uh, for, not for us. I'm going to stop talking <laughs> about death. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I uh, just I to clarify... I, I didn't go over the points there, uh, but it's pretty much what you'd expect. Right answer gets you a point. Wrong answer here gets you minus a point, uh, and a push gets you zero points. Um, and the reason I gave negative points for wrong is because I do want people to, you, can, you know, you could stakes. say no for all of them, and there's no stakes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just to recap, I pushed on Cuphead DLC, and both Chris and Dom push on Elden Ring. The last topic before we get into our dreams the Big Ten. These are 10 questions I have for you guys. This one works slightly differently. So you get one point for a right answer, negative one point for a wrong answer. You still have your one push, but I will give partial points, 0.5 points, because some of these questions are multi-part. So you do have a chance to get half a point if you get part of it wrong and part of it right. So there's a little bit more wiggle room here with these. Uh, first up, will we see, and this is just a trailer, could it be a reveal trailer, teaser trailer, Literally, the only thing it has to have is trailer in the title for the YouTube video, the official YouTube video. Alden Ring trailer, Bayonetta trailer, or both. Or you could say neither. So there's four different answers. You can say, we're getting an Alden Ring trailer, we're getting a Bayonetta 3 trailer, we're getting both this year, or we're getting neither. I'll give my answer first. I said we're getting an Alden Ring trailer. Because uh, I think at the very least, even if that game doesn't come out, I think we see it again. Um... And I don't think Bayonetta 3 is coming out this year. And I also don't think they're going to show that game in terms of a trailer unless they're going to do it. So, yeah, my bet's on Elden Ring. Uh, Dom, what are you thinking? Elden Ring. Elden Ring? Okay. Uh, you don't have to be specific in your answer, but I'm just curious with you. Do you think it's a teaser? Do you think it's more of a story thing? Like, what's the extent of the trailer we see? A teaser. little, You know, not just the title screen or whatever like we saw before with some audio, but like an actual teaser trailer not like actual gameplay but just a quick 30 second you know blah, and then probably some info you know from an interview after it or whatever but like uh like one of those typical from software like thematic world trailers where kind of gives you a feel for like the place you're entering right but not necessarily specific characters or anything like that yeah yeah uh chris where are you sitting on this uh, we're not going to get a Bayonetta trailer. Nintendo doesn't do that kind of stuff unless they have something coming. And with Elden Ring, I think you're going to see a little bit more. It's going to be more of a... It, 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 it's still going to be a teaser, but you're going to get some in-game play. Like, I feel like they're going to be, like, enough where you get, the, like, those clips of, like, three or four seconds where you, you're trying to decipher whether that's in-game or not in-game. Oh, yeah, like, no and HUD, yeah. No, yeah, and you can point to something just so people can get... Like, that's a hype-level thing more than anything else. Yeah, I remember when the first Sekiro trailer like that came out, and people were like, is that a grappling hook? Can you pull yourself to enemies? And people got hyped on that. So for, to clarify, your answer is Elden Ring trailer only, right? Correct. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next up, we job. talked about this a little bit ago. I kind of threw in a little Easter egg earlier. Mario plus Rabbids sequel. Are we getting that this year? Uh, I'm saying yes, and there's a, a bonus to this to can give you a second point. Uh will we get a trailer so the way this works is you can get 1.2 points or half point depending on how you answer it uh so i'm saying yes and we get a trailer uh which is kind of go hand in hand i guess uh i guess chris we'll start with you oh, wow yeah it's been a while like i would assume that they'd be able to get one out because i know that they had talked about a sequel potentially coming out for this so i'll say yes and you're gonna oh. get like a bit of a hype like i think you're gonna get more than just like the Mario aspect of it. They're going to do some type of twist to it. I want everyone to have the same information for this too. Recently, the official Rabbids Twitter account changed its name to Mario Rabbids. 
just putting that out there. However, weight you take into that, <laughs> that that is a, a thing that happened. So just so you know, Dom. Doesn't matter. It's not happening. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's not happening. You're telling me we're not getting the leaked E3 documents of them talking about this game in a weird marketing speak. You remember that? Oh, that was weird. That yeah. was so weird. And people were so worried. They're like, I don't want this weird Peach Rabbit taking selfies. And then the game came out and it was great. People loved it. Uh, one of the biggest turnarounds of, of recent in terms of the gaming industry leaks and how people perceived it. Uh, next up. So just to run back and clarify, I said yes in a trailer. So did Chris, and then Dom said, no way, Jose. Uh, next up. This one is a very fun question. There's two games presumably coming out this year that are both presumably launching on both last-gen, quote-unquote, and current-gen hardware, and that's Horizon Forbidden West and Halo Infinite, okay? Now, here's my question to you guys. Which game has a larger Metacritic generation difference in scores? You guys understand what I'm asking with that question? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say that Halo Infinite has a bigger disparity between the old Xbox and Xbox Series X score. That's my answer. Uh, I guess, Dom, you're up first. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's tough. Um, both these studios, I think, proved that they could put out... Well, let me see. I'll, I'll start. Guerrilla proved that you know they could put out a, a good game across base ps ps4 and ps4 pro with the first horizon right so they were able to do that really well between them and so both those versions were solid um and 343 i, th I guess they would have they would have done something similar with you know halo 5 across different you know consoles in the xbox world master collection yeah um even though that there's a lot more versions now in both cases um i don't know which would be better i just Hey, 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 I think I'll be with you, Jared, that Halo um, is going to have the larger disparity. Yeah, and I guess I'll, I'll say my reasoning real quick before Chris goes is that one's a first-person shooter and one's an open-world game, right? And I do think that when you're comparing generations of consoles, the disparities between the two become way more evident in a first-person shooter, right? The frame rate and all that stuff. So that's why I'm kind of leaning more towards Halo Infinite. Um but I wouldn't be surprised if both of these are separated by a point between both versions uh, on the generations. Uh, Chris, uh, Halo oh, will be sorry. on PC also. So, like, maybe yeah. the PC version of Halo gets, you know, super high score, uh, similar to Cyberpunk or something. But remember, this is only between the two console generations. We're not including PC. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good clarification, though. Good clarification. Yeah. Uh, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Jared. I, just based upon the fact that, like, all the brushback it got for graphics for one, and then two, the difference, just the distinction how Destiny looks from previous console to new console, like, I think that's going to be the, 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 the kind of the, the stone that you look at, or the comparison that you look at, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be Halo over uh, Forbidden West. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, pretty quick, easy one. Will Xbox acquire another studio? If your answer is yes, how many? I said yes in one. I think by the end, and this isn't counting Bethesda, no need to get cute. We already know they're acquired. Uh, but I do think it's pretty reasonable to think that by the end of the year, they acquire some studio, whether it's a small indie or something. Um, or maybe even if they create a studio as well, like they announced the creation of a studio, that also counts for this. Technically, it's not like acquiring. That'll count for this prediction. So my answer is yes in one. And I think, Chris, you're up first. Yeah, I'm going to say yes, only based upon those that those Reddit rumors that they were looking to make a big, a large purchase, like similar to the Bethesda type purchase like coming up so i feel like that if those rumors like where there's rumors there's fire with xbox when it comes to studios currently <laughs> so <laughs> the answer is yes do you want to put a number next to it or no you, just um, want to go with yes. you know what i think that they're just looking after one big fish i don't think that you're going to see them go after smaller studios i think they're going to put all their eggs in a basket and depending on whatever studio if it's thq nordic and they grab all of that crap that is a lot of stuff to be putting on xbox uh game pass and if, so, if I were them, that would be who I'd go after. So just one. So here's what I'm, I'm going to do. If if it's a, you're going with more of like a publisher, right? So yep. here's here's what we'll do. If you want to go with this be, to make it a little bit more even, if you get it right, you're going to get three points instead of one, okay? Because it's a publisher, not a studio. But if you get it wrong, you're going to get negative one point. Sounds good. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay, cool. Uh, Dom, what's your answer? It seems like, yeah, they must, because they've been, for the past couple of years, several acquisitions announced every year, right? Um, 
even though the Bethesda one is like huge and you know very expensive, um, uh, they didn't seem to be hesitant about it at all, and <laughs> they only indicated that like I think they've even said like we're gonna we're still in the market to buy more shit, right? Um, and so I definitely think they will. As far as how many, I'm gonna say we'll hear about two acquisitions. Um, okay. I, you know, just might be individual studios. Maybe maybe it's a big publisher and a smaller separate studio. But I'm just say two acquisitions. Yeah, especially with Game Pass, we have to assume that they're still trying to build a library of developers to where they can constantly have releases every couple of months to entice people to continue their subscription. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I think we're all of the agreement that we're going to at least see one. Something's going to get acquired. Uh, as to whether it's a publisher, single studio, we'll see. Next up, new Switch. You have three answers you can go with here. Is it a pro? Is it a new skew? Or does it not exist? Uh, for me, I'm answering it doesn't exist. The limit does not exist. Uh, I just don't think it's true. I think it's like we hear this with Nintendo all the time. I just don't think it's happening, and hopefully it bites me in the ass and I'm completely wrong, but I just don't believe the rumors. You know, people are like, oh, it's going to be a Switch Pro. It's going to be releasing with Breath of the Wild 2 day and date. It's their second Switch launch, essentially, since 2017. They're going to go big to compete with the next-gen consoles. Nah, I don't believe any of it. So I'm going with doesn't exist. I think, Dom, you're first on this one? Yeah, it definitely doesn't exist. Um, Rather, it definitely exists. It's not going to be announced or put up for sale this year. Um, there's, I mean, the Switch and the Switch, the Switch Lite isn't that old either, nor is the original Switch, and they're selling like crazy still. Um, so I, you don't need it, you know. And then also, it's hard to produce these types of things right now, um, <laughs> as Sony and Microsoft are finding out. So like, I, I don't know why you'd bother if they if they did do this, like, you wouldn't be able to get one <laughs> anyway. Um, I just don't see it happening yet. Maybe next year. Chris? I'm I'm with I'm in agreement. Like this is a next year thing. I mean, Q1 and Q2, they don't even need to they don't even need anything because neither of the other consoles have a, a major title coming out. So, they could wait till June before they even have to start thinking about it, and by that time, it's just too late. I'm with Dom as far as like production and getting things out to people. It's just too hard, and I don't think Nintendo wants to have that bad press when they already have such goodwill with the Switch, like for people who can't get it. So I'm, I would say this is going to be a spring or a June thing next year, but not definitely not this year. It's even and hard it, to find regular Switches right now. Like, that stock is still kind of low. Yep. And it continues to be the best-selling hardware every month. It's wild. Just selling and selling and selling. Uh, next up, Final Fantasy VII Remake. You're wondering, why is, why are you talking about this game? This game came out last year. So there's four different options on this one, kind of like the first question we had with the trailers. Is it coming to PS5 this year? Non-PlayStation platforms this year? Both? Or neither? Uh, I said both. I think there's a good chance that we see the PlayStation 5 port of this game, uh, up-res and all that good stuff. And I'm of the opinion that I think it's going to come to Xbox this year, like it was a, a one-year exclusivity with Square Enix. But even if that isn't the case, I cannot see this game not coming to PC this year. Um, so that's why I'm going to say both on this one. Chris, where do you sit? Can I push? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely push. This is the one I'm going to push on. Like, I just don't feel like I have a, a, a good feel on either side. I'm not a big fan of Final Fantasy person. Yeah, okay. Dom? Yeah, I'm going to push too. I have no idea, man. Like, I could see it going either way. Okay, uh, next up. And this is something we need to vote on real quick after I ask the question. Will more than two PlayStation exclusives be delayed in 2021? Now, I want you guys to vote real quick. Do we count Returnal? Because in the spirit of this question, I wrote this before Returnal got delayed. Um, but I want to know from you guys, should we count that? Because then we already have one of the two delays, right, known about. Or do you want to say that doesn't count? It's from this point moving forward to PlayStation exclusive be delayed. What do you guys think? I say let's let's not. Yeah. Either, not either count don't it. count it or change mm-hmm. it to three, right? There you go. Okay. Well, either way works, right? So I guess we'll just not count it. So from this point on, will more than two PlayStation exclusives be delayed? And to clarify with this, if Horizon gets dated for June, then gets delayed to November, then gets delayed to 2021, that counts as two delays. Even though it's the same game, we're going to count it in the spirit of the question. Uh, I said yes. (laughs) Knowing PlayStation's track record, excellent games, a lot of delays. Uh, That should be their tagline. Uh, (laughs) But that's that's what I'm going to go with. Dom, what do you think? Yep, uh, even just off the top of my head, Ratchet & Clank, Horizon, God of War will all get at least Kenna? one delay each. 
Yeah, Kenna what? Bridge of Spirits. And Kena, yeah. Um, or Kena. But yeah, they'll each get at least one delay. One of them will probably get a second delay. Yeah. Chris? Oh, there's no doubt. Like, I, mean, I, I can't think of the last time there, there was a PlayStation game that didn't receive at least a, a month delay. So, like, yeah. Uh, next up, this one is a pretty involved one. So, I'm going to have you pick tr- two trailers that you think we'll see in 2021, okay? It's going to be a list, and then you pick them out of the thing. I can read them multiple, multiple times for you guys if you want. Uh, I'm going to give my answer first. I'm, I think we're seeing an Elden Ring trailer, and I think we're seeing a Forza Motorsport trailer, okay? In 2021. Now I'm going to read you guys the list. Maybe keep in your mind which two you want to pick. And then I'll go to you. So the list is Starfield. Play Dead's next game. That's a studio beside, behind, behind Inside and Limbo. Metroid Prime 4. Pikmin 4. Senua Saga Hellblade 2. Forza Motorsport. God of War Ragnarok. Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Spider-Man 2. And Dragon Age 4. Do you need me to repeat the list? Or do you got your two trailers? I got you got him? Dom, do you got him? Repeat that one time. Starfield, Play Dead's next game, Metroid Prime 4, Pikmin 4, Senua Saga Hellblade 2, Forza Motorsport, God of War Ragnarok, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, Spider-Man 2, Dragon Age 4. Starfield and God of War. Okay. Chris, what are your answers? Uh, I think you see Forza and Senua because I think Xbox needs to have titles. Yeah, I, I kind of mixed it in with some exclusives and also some third parties to see what everyone thought. Um, I like those answers. Hopefully we all see those trailers and we all get excited. <laughs> Next up, uh, my push of this category. Who will have the highest Metacritic scored exclusive in 2021? Obviously you're choosing between the big three. PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Uh, Chris already used his push. You still have yours, Dom. This is the second to last an- uh, question. And uh, we'll start with Dom. Like, or, yeah, we'll start with Dom on this one. It, this is tough because um, if we knew for sure certain things were or weren't coming out, um, you know, that's going to affect it. Like, you know, is God of War going to come out? Then it's easy. Um, but even then, you got Horizon, you got Ratchet and Clank. N- Nintendo is like, well, if Breath of the Wild comes out, like, yep, chalk that one up, right? Um, and Xbox is more certain with Halo that it's coming out but probably won't score as high as those other games, but, you know, except for Ratchet. So this is tough. Like, like Xbox would be the, the conservative, the safe bet, but I'm going to say PlayStation. Okay. And uh, Chris? I am going to go with Nintendo. Like, they're... Nintendo? Okay. They, yeah, I just feel like any time that they come out with a major exclusive, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of betting on Breath of the Wild 2 coming out, that they're just... It's a lock. That's a good point, because if that game comes out, I think it's probably Game of the Year. Um, speaking of Game of the Year, uh, what wins Game of the Year? Now, this is also a good one to do your push on, so you don't have to lose a point, because who knows? You know what I mean? Uh, I'll go first. Once again, I put all my eggs in the basket of Elden Ring coming out. I'm doubling down. I think Elden Ring not only comes out, but it wins Game of the Year. That's my choice. I'm also of the belief that Breath of the Wild doesn't come out this year, so just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my choice. They've, they've been on such a hot streak. Obviously, Sekiro won Game of the Year. Uh, the innovation they're trying to push with this game of it being open world, the addition of George R. R. Martin helping with the world design and lore. Um, if it comes out this year, I think this could end up being From's best game, which is crazy to say because they have so many fantastic titles in their catalog. Uh, but that's what I'm going with there. Uh, I guess we'll go with you first on this, Chris. I feel like Breath of the Wild 2 is coming. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> going to be... I, so I, I will double down, and I will say that Breath of the Wild 2. Awesome. All right, fellas. This is it. This is where we get crazy. This is where we Babe Ruth and we swing for the freaking fence because Big Daddy Todd Howard is going to come through with Starfield, reveal it in June, thing launches in November redemption for fallout 76 fallout 4 whatever else you want to call it i don't know why i'm just like so animated and weird right now this is not like me but it's happening starfield game of the year 2021 book it
Man, if that game comes out this year, that could totally be up for game of the year too. It just is that game coming out. We all are betting on games that we're not even sure are coming yeah. out, which I love. <laughs> we're not going with Horizon Forbidden West or Halo Infinite or something else that we already know, a known quantity. We're like, yeah, this game is like 60% not coming out this year, but I'm hedging my bets on it, so that's great. And you kept I mean, your I'd push. Halo, you Halo's, push. Halo's got like a stench on it. Like that's the problem. It's just like it stinks. Like there's just something on it like that I, I feel like even if the game is like a banger, like people are still going to complain and moan about it. You know what I mean? The internet can be cruel, but the internet also loves a good redemption story. So that's the thing with Halo, right? But think about what's the last first-person shooter to win Game of the Year, no matter how good it is. Like, it's just a genre that doesn't get awarded, you know what I mean? Really, at the same rate that other genres do. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter how good it is. Halo's story is not, like, it's it's key, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, even to the point, though, if Halo comes out and scores 10 somehow, I still don't know if it has a chance for Game of the Year, just because first-person shooters don't work that way in award shows for some reason um next up this is the fun part uh the last fun part anyways of the predictions each of us have three dreams it's gonna go round robin so i'm gonna do my first dream then it's gonna be uh, we'll go chris and then we'll go dom and we'll go through that three times and these are basically things we want to happen this year that aren't necessarily confirmed each of these will score us five points um if both of us have the same answer we'll both score five points if they're uh both correct uh we didn't tell each other our dreams so we don't know each other's dreams i'm gonna go first an announcement of kotor whether that's a reboot a remake whatever i just want a trailer specifying that this game is in development in some shape or form that's my number one dream i hope it happens especially with the recent news with the whole ea star wars thing uh we know that they can announce stuff uh, that may not release by the time the, uh, b- before the EA deal is done, but they can still let people know that it exists. So I'm just hoping that this thing exists. My dream is that it's like Obsidian or somebody like a really beloved RPG studio that's working on it. Uh, but yeah, that's my dream. KOTOR announced in any shape or form. Uh, hopefully that happens. Chris, what's your first dream? Gosh, I'm trying to think of something that is just like so out there and crazy. Um, my my biggest dream right now it has to be a game or it can be it could be just an announcement of any sort shoot shoot it out there and i'll let you know if it qualifies all right <laughs> i am hoping that the studio acquirement by microsoft is something to the effect of i i honestly i, I hope that they get like what i what i just said previously i hope that they go after a, a major publisher that they're able to obtain um, of, of some sort. So I want THQ Nordic picked up by Microsoft. So I think it's gonna add to their portfolio and it eliminates a lot of problems on having to acquire multiple studios. So I'm gonna put it down as Xbox acquires THQ Nordic. Is that cool? Yes, yep. Okay, I like that one a lot. I could totally see that happening too. Um, Dom, what's your first dream? A remastered of or rather, a remastered Zelda Anniversary Collection. Very specific on this because I think it's very likely that we get something similar to what we got from Mario last year of, you know, kind of minimal ports of the 3D Zelda games, I think, for Switch. I think that's likely. But the dream is for them to be actual remasters. Um, And then, obviously, in a collection, that's, like, super far-fetched. That's not going to happen if they remaster them. But um, (laughs) you, you see where I'm going, and it would include... <clears throat> the three the the core uh 3d zelda games ocarina of time majora's mask wind waker twilight princess skyward sword would be separate yes i don't know I don't give a Dang, you're shooting that, for but... the moon on this one i like it yeah, uh, i do think there. in some shape or fashion we get a collection it just is it kind of like poor effort like the the mario one or is it something substantial um and the thing is, like, if they're not willing to do it for Mario, do you think they're going to do it for Zelda, which is the tough thing? You know, we'll see. Uh, next up, this one's pretty simple. Uh, I'm, I'm going to add a caveat to it because I do think it's a little too likely. So the first part is that Hollow Knight Silk Song releases this year. Uh, I'm going to add to that that I it's going to launch day and date on Game Pass. Uh, is that spicy enough or do I need to add something else? What do you guys think? I think that's pretty spicy yeah. for Game Pass, especially. That's that'd be a, a a hot take or a hot get. I don't know what I'm saying. Sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, Chris, what's your second dream? 
My second dream is that we get some type of confirmation uh, from that from Sony that the next Uncharted series is being worked on. Ooh, cool. Uh, this doesn't have to be part of your dream, but do you think they'll tell us the studio, or do you, or are they just going to be like, a new Uncharted is in development? I think that you might get just like a splash screen with like Uncharted, almost like they're re, like revamping it or starting from scratch again with like maybe different characters. Just like one of those splash screens that just says Uncharted, kind of like with like where they did the whole thing with God of War, and then they yeah. just left it at that, and then you might see, maybe you might see a studio. You might see like, you know, Sony, whatever. Pick a, some California studio. Cool. And I'm even going to open it to like, if there's a new Uncharted of any sort announced this year, it counts for you. So if it's like a Lost Legacy type deal, where it's like a spinoff, I think that counts as well. There's a new Uncharted game referenced in 2021 by Sony. Uh, Dom, what's your second dream? We're getting a little weird here. So instead of Uncharted, I want an announcement that Naughty Dog is working on an original Star Wars game. Oh, wow. Okay. <sighs> Can you imagine how cool that'd be? That'd be sweet. Ma- imagine how st- uh, just uh, poor Amy Hennig. <laughs> poor Amy Hennig. Yeah, yeah. Did you see Neil, Neil tweet about Punisher? I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, if he was going <laughs> Punisher. Uh. Yeah, that's interesting because Naughty Dog wouldn't be the studio I would peg to do Punisher like the best, right? Because my dream has always been Machine Games. But it's terrible at games with guns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> their games is terrible. But maybe it isn't a Punisher game necessarily focused on shooting and more of the narrative, but then how does that work? Mm-hmm. It is interesting. I'm not bashing it, but it was that's not the superhero I would say I would guess he would pick out, right, of a lineup to work on a game for. So I thought that was really interesting. Naughty Dog Star Wars. Hmm. That'd be that would be their first IP project that isn't their exactly. own creation, right? Exactly. I'm trying that's to think because someone oh, it was I think it was Greg Miller. Um had a similar conversation and that's and then they went and asked him and that's when he came back with the punisher as the as their their preference right but i feel like they're ready to take on an ip that's like a popular thing going on now and they've never done that before and i just i could see it happening hmm i'm just interested in general what their next project is because like i'd assume it might be like future sci-fi or something like completely out of the realm of what they've done i'm just curious to see what they do next next up uh my last dream we get the trailer for Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac Games, and we see Venom. Obviously, this has been teased, spoiler alert, in the original Spider-Man that came out in 2018, that the symbiote is there. Uh, we don't necessarily have to see, like, Eddie Brock or somebody in it, but I do think the trailer pops with Peter Parker in the symbiote suit. So, that's my uh, my, my dream. I hope we see it in some capacity. Um, but I'm... I'm I want to throw in that it's going to involve some sort of cinematic or gameplay. It's not just going to be the logo saying Spider-Man 2 is now in development. It has to be more than that. That's what I want for my dream. Uh, Chris, what's your last dream? You're going to get an announce- a leak. We're going to say a leak because they're notorious for leaks, Ubisoft, uh, of the next Assassin's Creed game, and it will be in Japan. Finally going for it. They saw Ghost of Tsushima. They're like, nah, people wanted that from us. We're gonna deliver. I think so. And I think it's gonna go back to like a stealth like a stealth game. Like you'll it'll it'll kind of revert back a little bit from the action. But to I think because because all you'll get is the you're just gonna get a leak of some generic name and like a location, because that's what they do with with the Valhalla, so yeah. Yeah. Man, the world has been waiting for that Assassin's Creed game for so long, and if they finally deliver, it'd be a beautiful thing. Also, speaking of Ubisoft, what the hell ever happened to that pirate game? What is Skull and Bones? They revealed that game, and then it disappeared off the face of the planet. Then the producer left, and then it was delayed indefinitely, and we've never heard about it again. Yeah, it's it like killed, kind of one away. Killed it. Like killed, it's like one of those silent deaths. Like they just well, don't was, talk about it. It was a bad idea to begin with, because it's like, okay, everyone loves Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Let's give them the naval combat of that game, and that's the game. It's like, okay, that's not why people necessarily loved Black Flag. It's like, they love that in addition to a full-fledged Assassin's Creed pirate game, right? I'll be so honest, weird. when I started playing Valhalla, I was like, oh, thank God, I don't have to do shit. Like, I <laughs> hate the naval combat I, in those games. Me too. I hate it. Me too. <laughs> it's like the worst part of those games, and I love them so much. Uh, sorry, Dom, what's your final <laughs> final dream here? This is something I've been predicting for like the last three years, I think, and that's Fallout 3 and New Vegas 
coming in remastered versions to the Nintendo Switch. Um, this is kind of a smaller scale to some of our other <laughs> dreams, um, but I think that'd be awesome. I, I have those games on like every platform already, and I just want them portably. I think that'd be a lot of fun, and they they would be well suited. And they you know they did this for Skyrim. Um, these aren't you know these aren't going to sell like Skyrim did on Switch, but I feel like you still would make a lot of money doing that. Can't be that expensive to get it done um, with how many so many games are getting ported to Switch right now. Like older games um, are just getting you know shipped up to Switch. So I feel like I want this, and I think it'd be sweet. Man, in the years to come, if this acquisition for Bethesda didn't take like legally till the middle of this year to happen, one of my dreams would have been, I really hope with Obsidian and Bethesda now under the same like blanket publisher, like company, I want Obsidian to be able to fully remaster New Vegas for next gen. Like just the same game, improved uh, assets, all of that stuff, and just give me that game again. God, I would love that so much. So good. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Uh, well, that's it for this year's predictions podcast. Thank you for joining us, Chris. We really appreciate you coming on. If you can, please let the people know where they can find you on the internet. Uh, I'm on Twitter all the time at Copa News. Awesome. And for those listening, we plan to have him back regularly throughout the year on the podcast. And obviously, at the end of the year, we'll see who comes out on top in terms of these predictions. Who knows what's going to happen? Last year when we did predictions, we had no idea COVID was going to hit the world the way it did. Hopefully it's the opposite of that, but by the time we cover these predictions, the world is in a lot better place and COVID is a lot more manageable, which would be really great. And uh, hopefully we're in better spirits by then in terms of dealing with all of this. But once again, thank you guys for listening to our predictions. If you can go to Instagram, we're on there now. Follow us at Controlled Interest. We post a podcast whenever it posts in addition to other gaming related stuff. Personally, you can follow us on Twitter at Jared underscore. Actually, no, I'm Jared Weich now. I changed it finally. Uh, Dom is at Dom's Oreos. Uh, like Chris said, he's at Topher Noons on YouTube. You can search controlled interest. We'll pop right up, hit subscribe. The bell notification lets you know when we upload a new video. Cause you can't really trust YouTube sub boxes and like the video. If you enjoy it, comment, I read all the comments. I like to reply to you guys. If you have any questions in regards to what we talked about, if you want to tell me your own predictions for this year, that'd be really cool. I'd be really excited to read those. And, uh, we're on all the podcast services, Spotify. We're on there. I, recommend that that's where i listen to my podcast it's just the easiest place for me um to listen and get all of the latest podcasts i'm trying to listen to other than that we'll catch you guys next week thank you guys for listening